Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now yesterday, if you were listening to us here on the show, we were talking to consumer expert Sinead Ryan and she was in to chat about maternity benefits and what you're entitled to. And following that discussion, we had a number of emails from listeners, from people who got in touch with us. Um, I I thought some some of them were actually just really interesting and they opened up an entirely different conversation around maternity benefits. And I just want to to read a bit of one of them in particular to you today on the programme. And this listener says, I'm 30 weeks pregnant and my employer isn't supportive, totally overworked. The workload's actually increasing. Um, I'm tired. I'm stressed, but I don't want to get signed off by my doctor for stress. I do, however, feel that I'm being punished for being pregnant. And because there were similar emails in this vein, we thought we'd chat about this on the show today. So if you find yourself in a similar position or this story resonates with you, 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us, if you'd like to join us with your own story today. But to try and get a, some solutions or answers maybe for this particular listener, um, Solicitor Richard Grogan is with us in studio. Richard, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. That's a, a summary of um, of one listener's email to the programme. Uh, what advice would you have, Richard, for that listener? Well, first of all, this is shocking that this Uh, girl is in this situation. What I would say is she really needs to get some legal advice on this because this is a very serious issue. There are health and safety issues here and there may be issues under the Organisation of Working Time Act. And what she needs to be doing is putting in a proper grievance properly set out. Now this is not writing a five page thesis. This is a bullet point statement carefully checked, carefully backed up and put into her employer. And the great advantage of doing that is that once she's put that in, then she gets the protection of the Safety, Health and Welfare at Work Act. She gets the benefit of the Organisation of Working Time Act. And because they could relate, they relate to her pregnancy, she gets the benefit of the employment equality legislation. So if there's any kickback from the employer, she then is either in a victimisation or penalisation case, which are the most serious cases that can be taken against an employer. So this person needs to get advice very, very quickly from an employment law solicitor and get it done right because nobody wants this. And, you know, I saw the email or it was read over to me yesterday. I was shocked at it. And there are very serious issues here that need to be properly dealt with. The fact that somebody thinks, feels they're being punished for being pregnant, Richard, is like it's, you know, it's 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 a very emotive and very strong language. I'm going to say to you that since the pandemic, we've seen an exponential rise in the number of cases coming into us from uh, from women who are either pregnant or on maternity. This is a real problem. It was always there. It was always mm. under the, the, the surface. Very few of the cases actually ever run. You know, they usually get sorted out. But there has been a significant rise in these uh, over the last two years. And it's very troubling and worrying to me that this is happening because we always knew it was there. Mm. It was always there. But the, the number of cases coming up is, is quite shocking. And I'm very concerned. I don't know why it has happened. I think it is some employers are under uh, their own stress but uh, and they're short of staff. But the issue on it is it is an issue that is seriously coming in for women who are be made redundant 
when they shouldn't be because there's protections for them or coming back from maternity and they're not allowed to come back to their old job which they're entitled to under the Maternity Protection Act. So these are really is- serious issues that are coming up and this is why this particular person really needs mm. to get this done properly. 53106 is the tax line number if you want to get in touch with us or perhaps you have a question here for uh, Solicitor Richard Grogan on the show today. Um, the other point, sorry Richard, I just wanted to clarify... Um, the the element about going to the doctor and uh, going out on, on stress leave. Yeah, there's, there's an issue with this. At the present time, we have a, a certain concern that a lot when we when we drill into these stress related leave ones, we find that somebody has been with a doctor for, for five, 10 or 15 minutes and they've got a certificate. You can't assess somebody that is workplace stress in that period of time. I can't take instructions on a workplace stress claim in 15 minutes. But what I would say to you is the problem on it is once you put that into the employer, you're now notifying them of a potential personal injury claim because workplace stress is a personal injury claim. Okay. Now it has to go to the to the insurers. Now it ends up being ratcheted up from legally. So if you're going to be going saying I'm suffering from workplace stress, Again, you need to have talked to your union or talked to a solicitor before you put in. Of course, you must follow your doctor's advice, but you need to know that it is actual workplace Workplace stress. stress. And if that's going to be put in, then it's not just throwing in the certificate. It's actually then also putting in a properly drafted grievance Mm. that sets out what it is so that it is very clear to anybody what it is and that you are protected. So so, ju- so just so, so we're clear, Richard, when you go into work or into your manager with the, the search to say I'm out in stress, the doctor signed me off, that goes up, that has to go up the food chain legally, has to go to the insurers. Yes, the, because right? the employer must, if the employer has now been notified of a workplace stress, so the workplace stress is dealt with as, can be dealt with as a court case. So somebody has a recognised psychiatric illness because of it or a physical injury because of it then in those circumstances that's a personal injury claim and you as an employer once you get that it's no different than somebody coming in and saying I slipped on the uh, on the on the floor and broke my leg you have to notify mm-hmm. your insurers now it may never go anywhere it may never go up there but you've now ratcheted yeah. up uh, a level without actually we say wor- working through it and seeing is it appropriate for that to go in is it a form of stress or is it is it done differently so it reduces the risk of yeah. the employer saying oh god I've got a, an injury claim Just on that there's a text in here Richard from a listener who's wondering um, I'm recently pregnant and I'm just wondering when do I legally have to tell my employer? You only have to tell the employer just before you go out on maternity Now my advice on it is you don't do it that way you don't get protections under the employment equality legislation from being dismissed or made redundant until you've told the employer. So uh, my advice usually is Mm. tell them straight away, you know, as early as possible, because then you get all the protections. Then they have to do the health and safety assessments for you. So, for example, if if you were, we say, a secretary in a solicitor's office and you're on the ground floor and the solicitor you're working with is on the third floor and they don't have a lift and you're carrying files up and down, you know, they might have to say, oh, hold on a moment, I better, I better come down and get the files. Yeah, yeah. OK, so, so there's it, practical, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there's, and there's huge protections there because unless it's a collective redundancy, it's virtually impossible to make a, uh, a pregnant woman or person on maternity redundant. Um, again, another text, Richard, from a listener who says um, pregnant about 13 weeks at this stage, uh, trying to negotiate with my employer at the moment to facilitate some working from home. Uh, I find that I'm quite sick 
even still at this stage. I'm just wondering if Richard has any advice. Unfortunately, we don't have the right to request remote working at the present time. Uh, again, this is going to depend on she she would have to see a solicitor to look at what the medical evidence on this is to see is there one that could be brought in that yes there is a, a basis for doing it but there is no right to work from, from home in those circumstances so this is one that you do have to negotiate with the employer but the employer has to take into account the health and safety issues there as well so if somebody is sick maybe it is better that you have them work from home but the, some homes just don't qualify. Yeah, another interesting email in too uh, Richard from, from, from a listener um, lunchtime live at newstalk.com is the email address now, I, this listener talks about the fact that their male manager on a weekly basis um, out of the blue will make certain type types of comments. For instance, they quote here in their email, they'll say things like pregnancies banned also to announce that, um, that he's pregnant. But this sort of stuff, commenting on pregnant colleagues um, and this listener says, sorry, how surprised he was at how big another pregnant colleague was given her stage in the pregnancy. And this listener says, I've tried to politely say, you can't say stuff like that. Um, they are my manager and I just, I'm looking for some advice. Wow. I mean, sorry, that's so inappropriate. It is untrue. Mm. That's shocking. Uh, that is... I think uh, here, yeah. Yeah, so sorry. That, that's a claim down to the WRC under the Employment Equality Legislation for, uh, for harassment. That is what that is what it is. If these kind of comments are being made, they are totally and utterly inappropriate. And their claims, what should be happening there is one, there should be a grievance put in immediately, properly drafted, mm. setting it out, and the employer is obliged to deal with. It. And that by the way, there has been a recent case in the Labour Court which I was involved in, and the Labour Court said you have to have a, an anti-harassment policy. Everybody has to be trained on it. And that's one where where the employer now has to train everybody on it. A manager who is doing that, well, he he hasn't been trained. On a weekly basis, Richard, it says at the top of the email. Yeah, sorry. He has not been trained on how to deal with this appropriately. You you put it in and you probably bring your claim to to the WRC on top of that because this is appalling and this is to get the employer to put in place systems that mm. that a manager like this is properly trained that he's not going to be making those kind of comments I wouldn't stand for it and so so it's it's, it's going reported as this text or this email or I should say says um, you know I've politely said you can't say that I find it hard to shut it down without raising suspicion no do you 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 can you can shut it down I can tell you you shut it down with a grievance and a proceeding saying I'm pregnant these affect these affect me as well and then you've got the protection of the employment equality legislation Full stop, mm, and okay. you know, and you know, uh, if the, if the employer has a good employment law solicitor representing them, that's going to be sorted very quickly mm. because the language that will come down the phone to the employer from the solicitor will be get this get this sorted now because this should not be going on. Five three one zero six is the number. There's another text in um, Richard. This this particular listener says, "My wife was told that she's been pushed out. She's been a company, um, a company. Uh, she's been sorry, apologies to the company doctor, and he's put her out for six months on stress leave. She's also been moved to a role that she'd never have any interest in. And I'm wondering, is this constructive dismissal? The if the, if she's been put out on sick leave on for for medical reasons, 
then she should be going to her own doctor seeing does that stack up first of all because it could well be that's not a ground of, of constructive dismissal if there's a medical reason moving somebody to a different role certainly if she's pregnant or then that's a very serious issue uh, what I would say to you this is one again I haven't got enough facts I know, to give one I but know, what yes, I would say is she needs to either speak to her union or to a solicitor very quickly about this and get this sorted out. And what I would say to somebody, never, ever, ever resign without getting advice beforehand because there are procedures that you have to go through. You actually do have to raise a grievance normally before you should resign. So she needs to get advice very quickly. Otherwise, you can be down in the WRC. You can have a great case and they can turn around and say, but you didn't raise a grievance in line with the code of practice. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. I assume time is very important in all of this. Yeah, time is. But if time time can be dealt with on the basis of your, there's nothing to stop you raising a grievance with the employer and at the same time having your claim lodged in the WRC to stop the time. And when you're lodging the claim, uh, we would have it all the time where we would say we're lodging this claim it's a, uh, and please, we're going through the internal grievance procedure. So please put this on hold until we come back and tell you. But we But we've stopped the clock running. Uh, just a, a final one on this for the minute, Richard. This listener says, I'm surprised that people are surprised that this is how women are treated in the workplace. Three maternity leaves in five years, unpaid maternity, may I add, and I definitely treated, I was treated like an absolute nuisance. Contacted six weeks postpartum for a return date. No congratulations. As another employee, it was now pregnant. Um, it was a total nightmare, apparently. I know Richard is giving the legal side of it, but how do you start the grievance process and then remain happy in the workplace? It's often quite difficult um, for people once they've lodged that claim. The position under it is the whole basis of raising a grievance is to have a structure there. You're supposed to have it in place so that these type of things can be dealt with in a non-confrontational way. So, yes, I do accept I see the things the case is coming into me. Yes, they do mm. upset me and it takes a lot to upset me. But what I will say to you is you have the grievance processes are there. Employers should actually be saying under the processes and the code, please use the grievance procedure because it's there to resolve problems rather than have it fester yeah. and have a problem down that you have somebody who feels that bad about the company. The grievance idea is that you can deal with it in a non-confrontational way. I hope for the listener who got in contact with us initially um, about this, I hope that has uh, you know proved helpful for you and, and Richard um, has been able to advise you there in, in some way. Richard Grogan, solicitor. Richard, thanks a million for Thank joining you. us yet again in studio. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com, of course, as always. That is the email address if you do want to get in contact. Still to come, um, we're going to be talking about why car thefts are at a seven-year high. We'll be chatting about that just after one. Up next, though, do you drink enough water? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.